When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the Home Edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hello, it's Dave here, and I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. And you're listening to The Cinemile, where we walk to the movies, which is what we're doing right now. We're going to go see Glass. And that is the kind of anticipation <laughs> <laughs> that is mounting here. Pregnant pause. Because we don't really want to see this uh, in that... Well, right, right now, we're just not really in, in the mood. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I'm hoping it's good, because we watched... Um Last weekend, and actually loads of people tweeted us they were doing this as well. Last weekend we watched Unbreakable to kind of get ourselves psyched up. Because I'd seen it once and didn't remember it and Dave had never seen it. And we both really liked it. That's a great movie. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Really great. Really holds up. It's a sequel to The Sixth Sense. Well, in <laughs> it feels identical. In, and I mean this as a compliment. The Sorry. vibe and the feeling yeah, and the it's, setting. It's in no way a sequel to The no, Sixth Sense. No, but it feels it, like it. It feels very much... Like hot off the back of the Sixth Sense, yeah. it feels like it's made by the same movie maker. Yeah, and everything that's good about the Sixth Sense is kind of present in that movie. <laughs> as in, Chris like Willis. it's well, yeah, as in it's very uh, like atmospheric and slow and focused on character. Yeah, um, and, and it's a it's lovely like, length. It's quite short as well. And, yeah, it really and moves and zips along. It's very very good. Um, however, the, the but it's got it's got kind of the, the hallmarks of. Everywhere M Night Shyamalan's career goes, and it's like a, it's like almost like an early warning indicator. Like he picked up all the bad habits that sort of unravelled his career are all in Unbreakable. As in, like the plot is actually really stupid if you start to think about it. Minor, spoilers for Unbreakable, but like this, the anytime Samuel Jackson talks about the plot, it's like I believe that comic books are a form of like history revealing people with hidden powers in reality <laughs> and uh, and I uh, am completely breakable so naturally I've been looking for someone who's unbreakable yeah, so like, to do that I've been causing terrorist incidents <laughs> it's a bit thin it's like, like what but, but I was saying today but if it's not personally, just thin, it's I think that nonsense like, but if you take the plot of any superhero movie and ravel it it is basically nonsense so 
So to enjoy any of those movies, I think you have to park that. Yeah. So I parked that and enjoyed Unbreakable. No, no, no. But this is like high, nonsense of the highest degree. And then, and then he drops in his like trademark twist for no reason at the end, and then just wraps it up with a title card. So a <laughs> lot, lot of real problems with that movie. But, but the title card was weird as well. Like for like an like a mainstream like fictional Hollywood blockbuster to have cards at the end telling <laughs> you like, what happened to the characters next. It's like. Felt it's, really cheap. It felt like they ran. They literally ran out of film reel. Yeah. Like we don't have enough actual film reel to finish the movie. So do you mind just slapping on a like? Yeah. David later called the cops <laughs> on him, and he got arrested. And it's like, what? He's but supposed anyway, to be. He's the greatest mastermind in the world. This is turning into an unbreakable review. What this is is a review of Glass. Um, we also watched last year's Split. Split. Yeah, we got to talk about which Split. is kind of the one in between the two, which. I kind of liked but got too silly by the end and I was completely sick of it by the end and James McAvoy like of course he's a good actor but there was too many characters and I just found it too silly all the different it's characters silly. it's a silly movie yeah. it's a silly role but it's fun I thought I thought it was fun I thought he just like grabbed, grabbed it by the horns and just said let's just go all out <laughs> and just do silly accents yeah. like he was having a lot of fun I was having fun watching him have fun so I thought Split was So there's no was good reason for us to think this movie's bad then. Like Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell the end you said the end of Split there uh, left you a bit cold. Oh the I, end I really I didn't actually like. made me angry because <laughs> uh, Okay now we're not going to spoil Split as well. I mean I'm presuming if anyone's listening. No, we going are to gonna glass. spoil Split. You have to. Okay. So spoilers for Unbreakable and Split, and then later spoilers for Glass after we've seen it. But uh, the end of Split, you all probably know. Um, is oh sp- guess what uh, it's in the same universe as Unbreakable firstly I didn't care because I hadn't seen it to be fair so I didn't well, have this problem, sort of like, that's yeah, like no, saying no. you don't care about Avengers Infinity War because you haven't seen Captain America yeah I'm explaining my own personal feelings towards okay. that uh, that ending so it left me like I don't I don't care because uh, but I, so I understand for a lot of people who you know have loved, have loved that movie and been rewatching it for over 17 years or however long has passed that was probably quite an exciting moment, but it just me. It just felt like um, well, it didn't land because it didn't have an emotional connection. But also, it just felt like in this age of like cinematic crossovers and blah blah, I was like, oh, another one. And like, do we have to really go through the? And uh, I don't mind that. I just think, why not? Like, you know, milk that cash cow if you can. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. whatever. It, I wasn't excited for it, uh, and it just like. So you're just basically negging on the movie we were about to go see. No, because then we saw Unbreakable, and I thought that was great. So now I'm like back in. Okay, I'm this back is the longest in, I'm intro in the history of the cinema. So we are well, going. We haven't even got to the <laughs> we cinema got yet. To the cinema yet. It's like you've got, you got. We've got room. It's really cold, and uh, I think safe to say we're trepidatious about this movie, but hoping for good things. And it's been really successful in the box office. And like Samuel L. Jackson is great, so I like to see him starring. The in a posters movie. for this movie have been brilliant. Yeah, the, the trailer was not very good. I didn't watch the trailer, so I'm like completely um, blank on that. Um, for All me, right. Unbreakable was the trailer. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Unbreakable it's cold. was the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a. That's not fair. You can't just reduce no, that I mean, movie that was my to prep. a trailer for glass. That was my prep for this movie. Was watching Unbreakable. So we've okay. put in the legwork here. We've done our research for once. Okay. Yeah, we've gone to some serious effort yeah. here <laughs> to watch glass. <laughs> All right, come on, let's Bye. go. Bye. My bones break easily. I've had 94 breaks in my life. But you have an extraordinary IQ. This is not a cartoon. 
this is the real world. No way. And yet, some of us still don't die with bullets. Some of us can still bend steel. I've been waiting for the world to see that we exist. May I meet the beast? I hope for your sake that he likes you. That sounds like the bad guys teaming up. A lot of people are going to die. Don't do this. Are you ready? Right, hi, it's us. We're back. It's over. And it's cold, so let's um, be quick. Let's, let, I, I mean, I just thought that was profoundly stupid. <laughs> like it, it's like it, it. He doubled down on all the things that I thought were stupid about Unbreakable. Um, all the stuff with all the split stuff was still like James McAvoy very enjoyable. Um, yeah, but do you feel like when you're watching James McAvoy and like agree, like obviously he's a great actor and he's really enjoyable, but it's just like watching like Steve Coogan in the trip, just doing loads of impressions. Like it's just uh, someone yeah, just look, it's, flipping it's, back and forth between no. impressions. Yes. Like, which is enjoyable but ultimately not very rewarding no it's just it's it's fun yeah and it's not like there's no subtlety to it no. but then this movie <laughs> it doesn't know the word subtlety at all no I would say which is such a shame okay because you look at Unbreakable which we, I, I we saw only a few days ago and it's like it's made by a different filmmaker completely like, disagree really? yeah completely disagree but to me that movie is is slow and and takes its time. It's ve- like it's ridiculously slow, and it it sort of lives in these little moments. This movie is mostly just concerned with its own farcical plot, and it only retreats up its own arse the more it goes. <laughs> so so it's so far up there that it's completely lost sign, sight of the light, uh, so to speak. Strange analogy. Um. So why do you, why do you, okay? What were you going to say? Okay, I think the. First of all, I think you cannot watch this movie unless you've seen the other two, right? It's completely designed to be the third in a trilogy. It's not designed to be standalone. I was thinking at the beginning, if somebody just walked in, oh, this looks fun. Yeah. Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, like, no. And it so finishes, like, it starts right after Split ends, right? So first of all, to your point on pace, third movie in, this is essentially a direct sequel to Split and a direct sequel to Unbreakable. And both movies are hugely referenced. I think the pace thing, I, I didn't mind it as much. Um... I really think if you enjoyed the other two, to me, this is exactly what I would have expected. Like, you know, I did enjoy the other two. This movie is exactly what I expected it to be. Um, And actually, I think it's very obviously the same director. To me, it felt like very, like, it all felt very similar. And what I really liked about it was what I liked about the other movies, which is that it's like a mid-level budget and it's, you know, there's no huge set pieces and there's no huge amount of CGI, albeit there's some of that. Um, and it just felt like a normal movie because so many of these movies you go and see, they're just so outlandishly CGI that like you kind of lose track of them. And I like that it had just had a very claustrophobic setting and most of it was actually just kind of dialogue over action. So there's actually lots huh. of stuff I enjoyed. And I love the continuity of acting so that the little kid in Unbreakable is... I'm positive the actor in this like it has oh, to be right it's yeah, him yeah. so it's, A he's a good actor which is surprising because and look maybe that kid actor went on to do a lot I don't know I haven't seen him in anything else a lot of kid actors tend to be like really bad adult actors 
but I thought he was really good. Obviously, the cast is really good, right? Like the three kind of main guys. Plus Every, Sarah everyone's kind of having fun in it, everyone's except Bruce fun. Willis, who's incapable of having fun. Yeah, but what I really like is and the is, kind is of a complete like killjoy in everything. <laughs> yeah, he is a killjoy in every facet of, of of life. But I think what I really like as well is the idea of like taking two seemingly unconnected movies, right? Unbreakable and Split. Like we didn't know they were connected until the end scene of Split. I like the idea of taking like the goodie from one movie and then the baddie from a completely different movie and then merging them in the third movie. I genuinely think that's cool. Um, now, obviously, I still think that it wasn't a very good movie. I was saying all that. Because like, I, really, I was really enjoying it at the start and I was like, I'm enjoying this too much. I'm going to be let down. And I love the idea of, that they were kind of positing, which I'm sure isn't a spoiler because it seems to be like the central premise that like... Careful. I don't think this is a spoiler. If it why is, we'll do a spoiler warning later. Why don't we just move to Spoiler Street now? I'm sure everyone's seen it. Okay, we'll move to Spoiler Street. Because um, I've got loads to say okay. about... Uh, so on, this, on Spoiler Street now, I, I love the idea of the central premise that was positing to the characters themselves that like actually everyone who thinks they're a superhero is just like got delusions of grandeur oh yeah and that can, was in the trailer you can apply everything back to like you know how she defined it was you've one kind of impactful incident in your childhood and you've got this frontal lobe issue right so blah 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 science Except but sorry, that was clever though it's very, very clever but can so easily be unraveled in one instance oh get me some metal and I'll bend it for you Explain well, no, that, but that's what I wanted, uh, and this is where I was hoping the movie would go to. They and could demonstrate their abilities. No, but I instantly. wanted, I wanted the movie though to, and this is where it lost me. And, and kind of in the last quarter, I kind of it lost the run of itself, and it lost me because it was so busy like twisting and stuff. I would have loved if the actual end of the movie, and this is where I thought it was going, is that they didn't have any. I mean, first of all. Yeah, that would have been more uh, Samuel L. Jackson doesn't have any powers, right? So I don't know where they keep no. referring to him as a superhero. No, no, he he's does He's clever. To be fair, he's yeah, but he's a mastermind clever. No, but that's not being a superhero, yeah, that's know, just being stupid. clever, he's right? Just smart. And being evil. The other two, also, like legitimately both in both <laughs> of their movies, it's positive that they're they're superheroes, right? So what I would have loved in this third movie that wasn't their movie would have been like, no, James McAvoy is just really ripped, which he is. And like Bruce Willis is like moderately strong, but they're both suffering from delusions of grandeur. And I love the way she explained, like, yeah, he didn't rip the bars open. You could have done that with the crowbar. Like, it would have been really cool if that's how it ended. And I'm really disappointed. That's that would have been a lot end. more interesting. It would have um, been okay, so clever. To your, to your point about it being sort of mid-budget um, and like that nothing they're doing is that impressive. That was possibly the thing that kept taking me out of this thing. It's almost too grounded in that. That we're, everyone is so preoccupied with the whole plot of this movie is there are super gods among us absolute <laughs> gods and this would change the face of humanity if only people were to know but I, when you actually see them in action like the showdown is in a, in a car park like basically in, a, in a, looks like an industrial estate um, and the biggest thing that happens is James McAvoy gets shoved up against a car and it kind of rocks a little <laughs> no, bit. No, but that's the point. And like, they were saying the original Superman in the original Superman comic was actually just a normal guy who couldn't fly. Oh, my God, that was one of my... No, but that was the point. Like, they're no, like it's sorry. just based on, like, strongman competition and, like, people can do extraordinary things but obviously people can't fly. Come and that was clever. That was one of the worst lines in the movie where she, whatever um, uh, uh, faceless... Um, Uh, pretty girl no faceless pretty girl from Split who was walking around with perfect hair and makeup in the middle it's like she was from a different movie whatever but like she has a face she uh, she 
sitting in the office with Sarah Paulson and says, did you know that in the original Superman, he didn't even fly? And also, Metropolis, New York City. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah. Superheroes are real. Drop the mic. Even though, she, and she said, she said it as if, as if like, hey, I've also been doing some research. But so. I enjoyed that stuff because like comic books are silly and superheroes are silly. No, and I enjoyed that this was trying yeah, to... Like, comic his, books his are notions silly. Were grand, like, his notions were grander than what he ultimately did because I think the kind of genre-bending stuff he was trying to do and he was trying to be really clever and like kind of pull apart the whole superhero thing and bring it back to reality it was so cool. And then in the end it's like, oh no, but they are bloody superheroes. And oh no, extra twist. Oh, come on, Sarah the Poston's amount a of twists. And then, oh, extra... Stop oh, no, it, M. Night Shyamalan. she's got a shamrock Stop on her hand. Stop fucking twisting. <laughs> but, but I was t- like, wait, what's the shamrock about? Like, I got... I got God. That was a part of the movie where, I, like you say, you the got second. pulled out by the special <laughs> effects, but I got pulled out by going, sorry, what's the shamrock thing? Like, am yeah. I not remembering something the from the second other movie? It, the second it zoomed in on the sniper's <laughs> shamrock tattoo, I was like, like oh, no. fuck, here we go. But you can't do that. Like, Secret in a, cabal Because, like, the, the good thing about this, I think, being, you know, the third movie building on a sequence also you can't just throw in things like that and like pretend like you had them plotted all along because if that was the truth we would have seen some shamrock action in what, the you last telling two movies M- you're telling M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> that he can't just suddenly do a 90 degree turn at the no, end no, of his I'm movie no but I'm saying you have to see it's like this telling stuff. a dog not to like, bark no not giving away the end of Sixth Sense but like when you know the end of Sixth Sense and you watch it like the stuff's been very cleverly seeded like yeah. nothing was seeded about the end of the no, movie no okay the only the only way this shamrock <laughs> fucking bullshit is gonna fly with me is if you if is if we all go back now and watch all of M Night Shyamalan's movie, <laughs> and then if we zoom in and see Shamrock tattoos on all the main I characters, I mean, then I take my words back, right? So I'm if Bruce I'm wrong, Willis I'll say I'm wrong. was a Shamrock tattoo the whole time <laughs> in the sixth end. Uh, but um, I just, I also, why, honestly, sorry, on that, I enjoyed it. On that point, why would you, if you're in a secret cabal of fucking leprechaun um, cult <laughs> people? Who are protecting the world from from people who are mildly strong and can tip over water canisters? Um, why would why would you wear your secret tattoo in the most obvious place that like uh, sh- you can't wear short sleeve t shirts? No, you can't wear any t shirts because that's on their hand. It's on their wrist. Yeah, it's not, no, it's like on the corner. So of their stupid. Hand. And they all go to restaurants at the same. Do they book out those restaurants? Yeah, that's so. That's the other bit. Then this like, is exactly when the movie completely lost me. Also, when, if you book, sorry, if you booked out the restaurant, then why do you need to make a big deal of like? Of like <laughs> The last person who, who isn't one of us Has just left now So now we can all talk But you can stop All pretending to be you Just, just book out a just meeting book room Just book out a fucking Yes It doesn't make any sense But Sorry, this is when it say. really lost me Was when When she goes So first of all Bruce Willis They keep trying to say Like his kryptonite is water It's like No he's just a human Who can drown Okay <laughs> Um but when someone's like holding his face in the water and then in a puddle Sarah Paulson's like take my hand Bruce Willis and then he takes her hand and he just sees her having dinner again I was like sorry he sees her sins but he but she wasn't doing anything in that scene so visually it wasn't interesting and then and she didn't explain to Bruce Willis like what that meant no, he got, didn't, didn't get any anything. context so it's like honestly I was really why, disappointed I'm dying why are you showing me the last dinner you had I was really disappointed that um, Bruce Willis died like, I thought that was quite sad, like... I didn't enjoy that at all. I would describe the whole movie as underwhelming. Oh, in, yeah, in the middle, underwhelming. Like, I'm saying I enjoyed it, and I did, but, like, I think it's a completely middle-of-the-road movie. Like. It was, like, literally, the tagline for this, for this movie should be, you'll believe a man can push a jeep over. <laughs> um, but I really liked him, honestly. I think Samuel L. Jackson, like, I, I was really enjoying his performance, like, when he's in the wheelchair and he's not responding, yeah. but you know he's going to respond soon, and, like... 
I just and the constant threat that someone's going to break his all bones. That, all so. that stuff of of him breaking out of prison it's and really and fun, him like, and him and James McAvoy teaming up was all fun. I enjoyed the middle part I of this movie. I enjoyed it, and I think honestly, and then if it they, was all downhill if, if from he, there. Um, had shaved and I know I always say this but I really mean it in this movie like if he just shaved a bit of time off like Unbreakable is a much shorter yeah, movie like than we, this we had half an hour before they were in the psychiatric hospital yeah start in the psychiatric hospital we didn't need to see um, br- oh, okay actually that actually undid all the good of Unbreakable because seeing like this, seeing uh, David and his son as sort of uh, Batman Robin no I um, like that no it was cringe because the end of Unbreakable second, I thought what's Bruce Willis going to do now I didn't get it so now no, I'm like oh I get it what actually, doing. Unbreakable was this perfect little movie and then you've got um, and then it's this is the problem with most prequels where you're like oh what would it be, what would it be like if oh, when you see Obi-Wan Kenobi fighting Anakin Skywalker and it's like oh that's it and so it's like the promise of like Getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. David becoming this superhero and then the reality is this brightly lit version of them sitting in front of a computer and his son going... So I've triangulated the coordinates of the butcher. No, but I like that because it brought it to reality. Because it's like, what would he be doing? Nothing. Like, like no, but that's he the can problem. Really do. He's like a middle-aged man. It's boring to watch. No, I enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed like, again having just watched Unbreakable. Like, it, it, they they made it out to look like the same set as like the house in the old one, and I just thought all that was like good fan no, service. It just it, having just watched Unbreakable, which looked gorgeous, like it was sh- shot on film. Clearly, like looked had just a lovely like. This is what I mean by he's like a different director. He was he he th- that movie and The Sixth Sense are atmospheric. Like they feel yeah, like this wasn't atmospheric. This is just brightly lit and but, quite ugly. But for it's the also most like part. really difficult with three central characters to kind of juggle them all. Now we have to talk about the absolute worst part of this movie. So when we watched Unbreakable, the minimum security no, prison. There was a plot of um, a min- miniature plot in Unbreakable of M Night Shyamalan like being a drug dealer in the football stadium. And then oh, he shows up in this stop. movie and obviously you just think like, oh, it's just a cameo. But actually, no, they decide to keep the kind of continuity going. <laughs> and it turns out he's this, he's like, yo, didn't you used to work in the football stadium? And I just was like, no, you've taken it too far. And then it got even worse. Are you being really self-indulgent and putting yourself in your movie? You're giving yourself unnecessary lines and you're linking yourself back to the last movie. Like your character is just so he even, unnecessary. He even wants his cameos to have a backstory. Yeah, it was just like, it's we're this, it's totally ruined M. Night Shyamalan cam- ca- cinematic cameo yeah. universe. It was really and he's like, bad. Hey, like, I was into some bad shit back then. Was he in Split as well? Probably playing the same character. I don't remember. Uh, I mean, who cares? Yeah. So I thought that was really bad. And yeah, the minimum, <sighs> like, what makes no sense in like the sequence, which I enjoyed of all the three main men in the room with Sarah Paulson kind of doing their therapy, and Bruce Willis is chained, but James McAvoy isn't, and it's like, 
Okay, but at he's the, the most dangerous one. At the very least, you know that like James McAvoy's murdered loads of teenagers, and at the very most, you know that Bruce Willis has just mildly attacked some baddies. <laughs> yeah. But then, of course, it kind of makes more sense. With no, the, she with had the, the lights behind her. Yeah, so she had these totally lights that fine. make. I, I no enjoy the dance in science. You just flash the lights at him, they hypnotize him, he like flips. It's yeah. fine. Um, I like the really annoying security guards, and I think they both deserve their deaths. <laughs> I enjoyed them. No, yeah. To be fair, they were they were a bit of fun. But yeah, like it was but fun. Uh, no no no. Hang on, hang on. So first, the, f- the problem with this psychiatric facility is that it's huge. It's basically the size of an estate. Yeah. And there are, um, it's alluded to the fact that there are, we don't know how many other um, inmates but there, but it's not just the three of them. So there are like, because she says, put all the other patients on lockdown, which means that this entire facility is guarded by one man in the door. Yeah. And then... Who's uh, got a vitamin D deficiency. One other, one other guy who takes turns. Yeah. Um, at a desk and is away from his desk for a large period which is absolutely batshit when you have um, a a serial killer who's one of the most high profile serial killers that they've just kidnapped or whatever uh, um, arrested and they have him they have him in this like being guarded by one dude yeah but but that actually all falls apart further when they introduce the twist with Sarah Paulson because if her whole job was to just kill these three men why did she no no she was trying to convince she was trying to convince them of this because they didn't want to kill them that was her whole plot okay but again it still doesn't make sense like where is she getting all the accreditation with like the court to take these three men into like this hospital like who's giving her the keys to all of this because the shamrock people Cathy (laughs) the shamrock people have been running the show for 10,000 years because comic books are real Cathy why did she kill Bruce Willis because he, because he still believed he was a superhero. Because he believed it, yeah. I just thought that was really sad. But um, it's she was really trying cold to save them. and I want to go inside now because I want to wrap things up. No, the last thing I want to say is the um, the end of this movie is absolute bullshit. Um, oh, the three the of them in twist, some random the, station. kept twisting and twisting and then it's like, oh no, turns out Samuel L. Jackson recorded the whole thing. And and then we get this sort of what what I think M and I thought would be this profound moment where the world realizes that superheroes are real. Um, and the three you the three characters. Yeah, exactly. Who's gonna like who's gonna see that? There's, I could go on YouTube right now and search "Man Ben Steel" and yeah. somebody's probably fucking made it on TikTok well, we could just or some see Bruce stupid Willis app. doing it in like, this movie. Why would anyone believe? any of that yeah. in the world like it's like M. Night Shyamalan bless him doesn't really has he he's even heard of like fake news or um, <laughs> like CG effects which yeah, but like, I obviously guess, not because he doesn't have any in his movies well I guess we've to like as with most of the movies suspend disbelief and presume that when people first of all A people are in train stations their phones beep and they go my god and they all watch the same video right? <laughs> yeah. second of all um, like basically Samuel L. Jackson entrusted all of these files to get delivered to his elderly mother's really old school computer and she would know what to do with them because like, there's a lot I of I love her old iMac. Someone had to like edit them together. Um, so you have to believe all of that. And then... Um, no, no, yeah. he live... That's the other thing. He live streamed it even though he, she received an audio file and several video files. And he introduced Which is not it, a live stream. He said it all to his like, mother, some people believe that blah, 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 blah. Um, but look, honestly, it was so funny because online everyone was giving out <laughs> that, did you read this? That the actress who played Samuel L. Jackson's mom was like seven years younger She's than She's five years younger than five him years in younger. real life, yeah. But actually, I don't... Look, normally I'm like the first to criticise like the double standards are men and women in movies and their age. But it makes sense because in the first movie she was cast to no, play a young mom. No, same actress. That's what I'm saying. She was cast to play a young mom oh, right, sorry, to okay. him. Yeah. So therefore, it made sense that she was younger than him because then it flashed forward like 40 years later. 
So they couldn't have had a 40 year old actress. I mean look That's not That's the least No no but I'm just saying problems. like the, the complaints about the age thing Don't actually add up Because she needed to be younger than him Because she played a young mom And then she got aged up subsequently But I just enjoyed how like Old she's supposed to be And like how tech savvy she is <laughs> It didn't really align with her at all Not that an older person Can't be tech savvy But this character Didn't present that way So all of it made no sense Anyway And then I just thought a Side note on the younger Like teenage character from Split Who you said was faceless Which was a weird thing to say she actually got very distinct to face but um no I, I don't know what I meant by that you it's, meant that, that she had like nothing to do she kind of just looks out of place weird, in this like, movie Stockholm Syndrome like, like she's like fancies James McAvoy even though he like murdered her friends and well stuff. Kevin rescued her I, I to be honest that some of that kind of worked for me the stuff between her and Kevin and her trying to help him some of that was landing until she said about <laughs> I've done some research I've read some comic books <laughs> and turns out that Metropolis is New York yeah I mean that was really so bad, it's all right? real and basically comic books have been trying to tell us for years that it's all real but some of the big problem like big it's problem like, with this no. movie and a lot of his movies is the dialogue and like there's a scene where like James McAvoy is captured and she's in school and a for no reason she walks by a trophy case where we see that the young boy went to the school right completely unnecessary what a twist information. they went to the same school and then, then the, the principal basically goes you know the guy who like kidnapped you and like murdered loads of girls yeah they've caught him and your step parents are really happy about that your step parents are so delighted and then she goes I mean you were probably wondering about him right it's like yeah, I did wonder about the madman who kidnapped <laughs> me and murdered loads of my friends. But the headmistress goes, who murdered, like, those girls. Like, she othered those, <laughs> those girls. Those girls, yeah. yeah Even though like, they would have gone to that yeah, school exactly. with her. they were. That was a whole That's plot horrible. of Split. Oh, you know those girls? <laughs> I, I forget their names. Yeah, but listen, we really have to go I'm frozen. But do you, remember, do you remember Joseph Dunn? He went to the school, you know. I have his photo outside my ago, office. And they mentioned so many times that Unbreakable was 19 years ago. It's like, yeah, it's fine. We get it. Um, okay, we need to go. Um, okay, thanks everyone. It was a fun was... movie, fun review. No, it wasn't a fun okay. movie. I had no <laughs> fun at that. I do have to say that the it Avengers really trailer stupid. came on beforehand and Dave like basically got up, ran and ran out of the cinema because he didn't want to I'm see the trailer. Uh, spoiler alert, there was nothing in it, so you missed nothing. Um, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please go to... Um, Apple Podcasts and leave us a review that would be most appreciated let's, ch- let's all chat about Glass forever because yeah. I, th- I thought we'll this, this movie Twitter was so much fun I, th- I want to talk about this a lot yeah. all right, so okay. go, go to the twits and talk to us at the cinema <laughs> bye everyone bye This is where they would paint you with big eyes and bubbles of confusion above your head. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. 
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.